WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. This is WVUA 90.7 FM, the Capstone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Full Court Press Podcast. My name is Jamie Martinez, and I'm joined by Nick Atkinson and Caden Johnson. To stay up to date, make sure to follow us on Instagram at fcppodcast underscore UA. With that being said, let's get into it with the news. The news trade deadline was this week, and so we have a whole lot to talk about with the trade deadline. A whole lot of trades went down. We're not going to talk about all of them because there were some, you know, minor trades that, you know, who cares, but... We got the big ones here. No superstar trades, unfortunately, but a lot of big role player trades. A lot of teams got better. So let's start with P.J. Washington getting sent to the Dallas Mavericks per Adrian Wojnarowski. The Charlotte Hornets are finalizing a trade to send P.J. Washington to the Mavericks for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round draft pick. Sources tell ESPN. Washington already made his debut alongside Daniel Gafford, who we'll get into later. How are we feeling about this move for the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, for the Dallas Mavericks side, it looked really good whenever they uh, they played. Luca was um, making both of them look really good, especially P.J. Washington, though. He finished with, like, I think, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Hornets side of things, Seth Curry and Grant Williams have both had, I think, 18 points over the last two games. They've both, like, scored almost 20 both games. And then uh, and they've also won. So I guess it looks better for both of the, mm-hmm. both the teams. Yeah, I think this is a great trade for both of them. That's kind of a haul. Um, for P.J. Washington, and that's a piece that Charlotte was looking to move for a while before the deadline. Um, As for Dallas, I think it just makes them better. They basically replaced Grant Williams with a better version Mm -hmm. of Grant Williams, Um, and P.J. Washington can create his own shot as well, which I think the Mavs needed more of. So uh, good move for both teams. Yeah, there was some controversy surrounding Grant Williams and the Dallas Mavericks. He had uh, some beef with Luka Doncic because at some point he switched from Luka Doncic's shoes to Jason Tatum's shoes in the middle of the season. So I'm pretty sure that's why Grant Williams was traded. And they said, the Mavericks said that it was a priority to get Williams off the team at some point. They made it happen, and it looks like it's working for both sides. Williams seems to be enjoying his time in Charlotte. Next up, we have Daniel Gafford, who was also sent to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Wizards were returned with Rashawn Holmes and draft compensation. Gafford might have had a better game than P.J. Washington in his debut. So uh, let's get into Daniel Gafford. Um, Jamie, okay, so like three, two, three years ago, imagine if I told you that Rashawn Holmes would eventually be traded for Daniel Gafford. Oh, my gosh. I would have called you an idiot because Rashawn <laughs> Holmes in Sacramento was a baller. So I would have called you a fool I, I yeah, that, that's like away. a crazy fall off, and I, mm-hmm. I don't even really know. I mean, you've watched this guy play a lot more than me, obviously. Like, what holes does he have in his game that would cause a fall off like yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, Rashawn Holmes was a hooper in Sacramento, but his downfall was he's six foot nine and really not a great rim protector. He's kind of a liability on defense. He's good offensively, doesn't really stretch the floor much, but he can get it on on the inside. But that's not what you're looking for when you're paired with Luka Doncic. You kind of need the whole. You know, everything if you're going to play with Luka. And that's what Daniel Gafford brings to the table. He's bigger, stronger, better defensively. Daniel Gafford's just much better than Rashawn Holmes, in my opinion. Nick, you got anything to add? I know you're a big Gafford guy. Played with Russell Westbrook. I just wish that uh, the Clippers would have gotten him, but it is Mm -hmm. what it is. Exactly, and the Mavericks look really good right now. Next up. The 76ers are trading Patrick Beverly to the Bucks. The Bucks are a 2027 second-round pick to the Sixers for the in the deal. 
this one is a little controversial because Patrick Beverly was told by the Sixers he was not going to be traded under any circumstances, and he was. So how are we feeling about Pat Ben? Daryl Morey's a liar. Yeah, Daryl yeah. Morey strikes again. Yeah, yeah. again. It's always happening yeah. with this dude. He's um, a cool GM. I don't know what Pat Bev necessarily brings to the Bucks, though. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't know. I think Campaign and Pat Bev are pretty equal, and offensively, I think Campaign's probably better mm-hmm. yeah. than Pat Bev. So, I'm, I think they're kind of just more looking for because they have Crowder and Bobby Portis. So I guess they're trying to round out the bench with three guys like that. So yeah, yeah. And as for the Sixers, I, I mean, I you get younger, I guess. I guess, yeah. And they they need a little bit more offense with Embiid being out for the rest of the year. I think that was kind of Buddy their mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they ended up trading for Buddy Heald, which we'll get into later. But another deal that happened, which was one of the earlier ones uh, at the trade deadline, the Oklahoma City Thunder are finalizing a trade to send guard Trey Mann and Davis Bertans to the Charlotte Hornets for Gordon Hayward. Sources tell ESPN per Adrian Wojnarowski. How are we feeling about Gordon Hayward? Uh, pretty big trade, but is Horward still the, or Hayward still the guy he used to be? Uh, I, I don't really think he's still the guy. I think a lot of OKC fans kind of overhyped this trade a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't like one of the premier trades of the deadline, honestly. Like, I've already kind of – it's already slipped my mind a little bit. Yeah. And something to add, too, is that the Thunder included uh, Vasile uh, Michik, mm-hmm. and he's already had some really good minutes in Charlotte, which yes. I know obviously is Charlotte. But they've won a couple of games now, and he had 18 and – five assists the other day he's a great playmaker um trey mann has had some solid minutes as well and then davis you know kind of just a, a re- expiring contract, a contract that's going to free up some uh cap space for charlotte going into next year mm-hmm. for me I, I agree i think it's a very uh i think okc fans are overrating it a little bit i think it is a good move but it kind of just is kind of on the level of like I mean, he's not, like, really good. It's kind of on the level of, like, when OKC a long time ago got um, Derek Fisher. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of that same type of thing for me. I like that comparison. Two older guys that are going to bring some, you know, a little bit of oomph to the team. Yeah, it's always good to add veteran leadership, especially when they're a team that has as many young guys as they do. Yeah, they have a lot of picks coming up, too. They can definitely use that. But it's – I mean, no offense to Gordon Hayward. I I love Gordon Hayward. But, you know, it's not like he brings, like, a bunch of playoff experience with him, you know. And that's kind of the goal for the Thunder this year is to make a run. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, next up, the Toronto Raptors are trading Dennis Schroeder to the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie, sources tell ESPN. Uh, I'm not even sure what happened with this trade. Schroeder had a very good debut, though, with the Nets. I do know that. He led him to a win. I'm pretty sure he had, like, 19-7 and seven or something. Great debut. Spencer Dinwiddie, on the other hand, he didn't even go to the Raptors. He's a, he's a Laker now. Of course. He's a Laker. He's a Laker, and he's a, he has a $1 bonus if the Lakers win the finals. So how are we feeling about this whole Dinwiddie-Dennis Schroeder situation? Um, well, Schroeder, I think, is a lot better than Dinwiddie. Yeah, I for think sure. As a playmaker, as a scorer, as a defender, also a guy that's gotten to, uh, got to the second round with the Lakers two years ago and then got to the conference finals last year with the Lakers. So, I mean, you know, kind of just bringing a little bit more experience than Dinwiddie did. Dinwiddie is... I think if he's only ever gotten out of the first round because he wasn't on that uh, team with Dallas that went to the conference finals a couple years ago. But, um, oh, I guess he did go to the second round with KD and Kyrie. But, um, anyways, uh, yeah, I think it's really good for Dennis Schroeder to go there. I think that, you know, they're trying to get out of the play and get more into, like, the the 6C and stuff like that, which I don't think will happen. But it's just a better trade makes the Nets look a little bit better. Yeah, they've been a little bit underwhelming this year, but I think getting a guy like Dennis Schroeder that brings a lot of energy to a team, and he's kind of a spark plug, especially when he gets to play off the bench, 
Um, I think it can motivate guys like Cam Johnson and Macau Bridges who have underperformed slightly this season uh, to kind of step up their game and make a serious push uh, in the back half of the season. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we're going to go to the Knicks and Pistons. The Knicks look dangerous after this deadline. Uh, the full trade details include uh, the Pistons acquiring Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Evan Fournier, Ryan Archidiakono, and two second-round picks. The Knicks get Bojan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. The Knicks have already looked disgusting after acquiring OG Ananobi. They've looked very, very good, and now they're adding even more to this team. How are we feeling about the Knicks and Pistons trade? Go ahead. Uh, I think this is the trade of the deadline. Yeah. Honestly, um, I think it makes the Knicks, it helps the Knicks go from, you know, maybe like second round with a chance of being in the ECF to like honestly my pick to be in the Eastern Conference Finals alongside Boston right now. Um, I think that, you know, at Bojan, I think they honestly fleeced the Pistons as well. I, I'm really surprised that they didn't have to include a first for both Alec Burks and Bojan. Um, and they, you know, they finally got rid of Evan Fournier. He's wanted out for as long as uh, he's been there. Um, Quentin Grimes, losing Quentin Grimes is a solid piece, but other than that, um, they just traded a lot of mediocre, a lot of mediocrity for guys that are seriously going to contribute. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think that this makes them the other ECF team. Uh, the, another thing to remember, or not remember, but note, I guess, Ryan Archon Diakono. Uh, was another one of the Vill another one of the Villanova guys that they've traded. So uh, I guess what is it, three Nova guys now? Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. Vincenzo Hart and Brunson. Yeah, huh? yeah. But I mean, I mean, he was averaging like I wonder, zero point five. I was and, just thinking yeah. about that. Like, I wonder if like any of them are upset about that at they, all. I, I mean, they did trade Quentin Grimes though. I and I feel like he's been really good, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's still a good trade, I think. But just but, from a chemistry standpoint. Lo them losing Archie Diakno. I mean, but yeah, they I mean, can get him get back this it. off season. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of trades that went on. We got like two more. So next up, the Utah Jazz are finalizing a trade to send Kelly Olynyk and guard Ochai Ogbaji to the Toronto Raptors for Kyrie Lewis, Otto Porter, and a 2024 first round pick. A lot of young guys exchanged in this deal. Akbaji was just drafted maybe two years ago at most. Uh, Olenek has been a solid guy his entire career. To the Raptors for Kyrie Lewis, Roll Tide, Otto Porter, and a 2024 first-round pick. Not the most substantial trade, but, I mean, how are we feeling about it? Um, so, for me, I think that Abaji, I think Abaji going to the Raptors is really big because I mean now you've got the other two young guys. It's and, a lottery pick, and, you know? yeah. And yeah. I like Abaji He was a really lot. good last year. Like, yeah, you got him, and you've got Scotty Barnes, and you've got um, uh, Grady. So I mean, you know, they've got they've definitely got a good future for mm -hmm. sure. I think. So, yeah. yeah, I just think for a team that's trying to tank like this. I don't get why they're trading a first round pick away, especially a first round pick for next year. Yeah, it is. I also don't get. Um, like well, that's adding really bad. Yeah, that's They're what I'm saying. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, a team that's trying to tank, trading away a first round pick. Wow. I don't think either of Olenek or Agbaji are worth no. a first round pick, no. especially when they're paired alongside Kyra Lewis, who is also um, a lottery pick back in his day as well. So is uh, Colin Sexton and him on Utah now? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, hopefully they they keep Kyra Lewis. He's yeah. kind of been passed around this season. Mm -hmm. it's, the Pelicans gave up on him. Um, and then the Raptors moved them right away. But, yeah, I j it just doesn't make a lot of sense to, like, tank. Like, they have been. Some of their trades have made it, like, obvious that they're tanking. And then you bring in 
more of win now players like Kelly Olenek and Ochayak Baji and trade future pieces away for them. So it, I mean, like the trade makes the Raptors better this year, which isn't a good thing if that makes sense. Yep, Masai Ujiri is a is an interesting mind. And lastly, we have possibly the biggest trade of the deadline. The Indiana Pacers are trading Buddy Heald to the 76ers for Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz, and three second-round picks. This is one of the first deals that was announced over the deadline, and a lot of people assumed Buddy Heald would be moved, but we didn't know to what team. There was a lot of rumors floating around. It could have been the Lakers. The Lakers think they're getting everybody. Um, but a lot of teams were tied to Buddy Heald, and he ends up on the 76ers alongside Tyrese Maxey and an injured Joel Embiid. How are we feeling about Buddy Buckets, former Sacramento King, on the 76ers? Um, I think it's I think it's really good, especially whenever Buddy Heald or Joel comes back, because we got a little bit of a look at that when J.J. Redick was on the Sixers, and they made it to the second round, and were one shot away from potentially winning the finals. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> I think it's I think it's really big, and then you only give up like the two worst players on the team. You know, two shot chuckers that will be out of the league next year. I mean, the three second round picks hurt, <laughs> but like, it's Buddy Heald. So yeah, yeah, and Furkan Korkmaz has made has been pretty vocal about not wanting to be in Philadelphia for years. Yeah. I mean, years. Like, it's been like four or five yeah. years where he's um, requested a trade, and they just haven't moved him, which is kind of funny. Um, and then as for Marcus Morris, you said it perfectly, just kind of a shot chucker. N- not a bad player, Mm-mm. not a bad piece. He's still good enough in the NBA to like get rotational minutes. But I mean, yeah, I think he's just not not clutch. Um, yeah. And tries to do a, a little yeah, too much a lot, offensively. Yeah, yeah. He also just got a key to the city of Philadelphia. So well, that's because he's from there. Yeah. He does a lot for the community. So, yeah. I mean, Unfortunate to see him go. Um, well, he can do a lot in Indianapolis now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can, yeah. Sorry. So that's all I have here. Are there any other deals that went down that you guys would like to talk about? I know the Celtics made a couple moves. Um, anything else? Uh, Tillman? Yeah, Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer both bringing in. I think, honestly – I'm a little more excited to see if Springer can get any minutes. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good on-ball defender. Um, as for Xavier Tillman, I think a lot of Celtics <clears throat> fans have kind of overhyped it a little bit. I don't think an undersized big is necessarily what we needed, but you know, in the past we've loved to have undersized bigs for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think you know we we traded essentially nothing to bring those guys in so they're not bad moves by mm-hmm. any means well lamar stevens is gone now isn't he yeah lamar so stevens I, I and heard, delano banton i heard uh, many celtics fans are happy lamar stevens is gone yeah he's probably those? the worst player on the roster okay uh for sure <laughs> <laughs> he's just like xavier tillman if you put him at like small forward okay Nick, anything else you want to talk uh, about <clears throat> i have three teams i'm extremely disappointed in uh, i actually have that here uh, biggest winners and biggest losers yeah. who do um, you want to talk about so Three, the three teams are the Sacramento Kings, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, that. and I'll just talk about the Kings. I'll talk about the other teams, the Clippers and the Warriors. Okay. So I'll talk about the Warriors first. Uh, they were going, they were uh, actually involved in getting Olenek and Alex Caruso. They were going to get both of them, yep. but then they pulled out of the trade. That's just, I mean, kind of stupid to me. Especially whenever they would all Myers wouldn't have done that. Yeah, no. right. I mean, they, they, that trade right there probably gets them into like the top five of the playoff in the West yeah. at some point. Like overall, they get Alex Caruso and, oh and Olenek, they finally get a backup center. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nasty. They would have that would be huge for them. And then the Clippers wise, uh, I don't think it's the biggest deal. I just wish that we could have gotten somebody or done something. <clears throat> um, it is what it is, though. I, th- I still think that uh, we're the favorite to come out of the West. So. 
Yeah. Uh, as for Sacramento, I do believe they are the biggest losers of the trade deadline. This is two straight seasons where the Kings did not make a move on the deadline. Uh, technically, they did. They traded for Robin Lopez and money. Didn't you cut him? They cut Robin Lopez. Yeah. So basically, they did a whole lot of nothing. Uh, washing machine. Yeah, two he years ago. Two years ago, um, Monty McNair was hired to be the GM, and his first big move was to trade for DeMontis Sabonis. And that turned the Kings into a playoff team for the first time in like 18 years. So big time move. The next year, he doesn't do anything. The Kings are still a first round team. Everything works well. But they were eliminated in the first round, and the team is just horrid defensively. Offensively, a lot of guys can't get things going. There's tradable pieces. Monty McNair does nothing at the trade deadline. He doesn't trade for a an Alex Caruso to help defensively, an Andre Drummond, um, really anything, a Bruce Brown. He does nothing. And the Kings are still stuck in the exact same roster in a very loaded Western Conference where I don't believe they will make it past the second round if lucky. Y'all are on the plan right now. Yeah, we're a playing team right now. And what, the seven? Yeah, the, yeah seven. the Mavericks just got loaded up. The Nuggets are still disgusting. Pelicans. We just lost to the Pistons. The Pelicans have our number. Um, there's just so many teams. And, like, the Clippers would wipe us in four. So, as a Kings fan, this was hard to see. Because last year I was yelling to the moon, trade for OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi will be a difference maker on the Sacramento Kings. And now look what he's doing to the Knicks. He turned the Knicks into, like, a 15 straight wins as soon as he gets there. So the Kings, to me, are the biggest losers of the deadline. Hopefully we could see Malik Monk turn up and Keegan Murray turn up, but I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Would you say that you were, like, really vocal about wanting uh, OG Ananobi last year? Yeah, I mean, I made a whole Instagram video for it. I wanted OG yeah. Ananobi really bad. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, Kate, anybody you want to talk about for biggest winners or biggest losers? Yeah, I touched on it earlier, but I think the Knicks are the biggest winners mm -hmm. of the trade deadline, and I think that the Raptors are probably the biggest losers just because I really don't like um, them trading, them doing a trade that makes them slightly better this year and uh, gets rid of one of their first-round picks for this coming draft. I know it's not a stacked draft class, but it, you, know, you can use that in a piece for a younger guy than Kelly Olenek or a better player than Ochai Baji if you really want to trade that pick. Um, but as for the Knicks, though, like I said, I think this I can com I confidently believe that they'll be in the ECF. It's between them and the Cavs, honestly. Not even the, I don't I wouldn't even say the Bucks. Yep, I wouldn't have the Bucks over either of those two teams right now. I don't have the Bucks over the Heat. Um, I would I would put them over the After Heat. The Rozier trade is just yeah know, you know I don't know but but yeah I, I do like the Knicks a lot. I think that. They got more bucket getters, you know. And Alec Burks, especially off the bench, he can give you like 25, 30 on any given night that he, he gets hot. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, a whole lot went down on that trade deadline. Some great stuff. Great, great stuff. But before we finish with the news, I do want to talk about one performance that just happened last night. A legendary night for the rookie Victor Weminyama. What a game against the Toronto Raptors. He had 27 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, and 10 blocks in 29 minutes of play. Once again, versus the Raptors. One of the greatest performances in rookie history. I feel like you have to, you, you got to say that. Any of you guys want to take a guess for the last rookie to get a triple-double with David blocks? Robinson. David Robinson of the San Antonio Spurs. So, Victor Robinyama in legendary company. Um, do we think he has – I'm seeing a lot of, like, talks about it. Do we think he's a first-team all-defensive guy? Yeah, he should be. Three blocks a game. That's kind of a be. joke. He has, to, he has to be. Do we think as a rookie he could be a yes. defensive player of the year candidate? He should be. I think he, he should, should be. be he's probably top 
three. It should be him and Gobert. Mm-hmm. Those should be the only two. I mean, he has more steals than the last five Defensive Player of the Years and more blocks than the last ten Defensive Player of the Years. And we're only halfway through the season. And he also just doesn't really play. Mm, like only he 29 really minutes. Play that much this was at 29 all. minutes. Yeah. He had 27 points, 14 boards, five assists, and 10 blocks. Five assists short of a quadruple double. That I don't even know if that's ever happened. And I mean, he plays, you know, 38 minutes instead mm-hmm. of 29. He could get that. Like, yeah. He, I mean, if he got another 10 minutes, he could definitely have hit that five assists. Yeah. So, Webanyama has all the potential in the world, too. Uh, it could be crazy to say now, but he could be the greatest of all time when it's all said and done uh, at the end of his career. So a whole lot to look forward to for the rookie. But with that, let's dive into our main segment, our All-Star Weekend preview. I'm going to keep tally of our picks. So we're going to go through All-Star Weekend. I have all of the activities, and we're going to go through and talk about them. We're going to have our picks. We're going to go through who will win MVP, our favorite matchups, all of this and that. So let's start with the first event of All-Star Weekend, the Celebrity Game. So the Celebrity Game, it's something that used to be really looked forward to, but I'm not so sure if it's as looked forward to. With Justin uh, Bieber back in it. Yeah, Justin Bieber. I mean, Kevin Hart is like a four-time MVP. Uh, they used to get some big-time, big-time names. This year, it's Team Shannon versus Team Stephen A. Team Shannon. The coaches are Shannon Sharp and 50 Cent. Go Kings. He's a big Kings fan. Uh, the team consists of, okay, I'm not, a lot of these people are kind of relevant, but annual AA, Kai Sinap, Connor Daly, Walker Hayes, Quincy Isaiah, Jewel Lloyd, Micah Parsons, you know, for the Cowboys, uh, Lily Singh, Sir, or S-I-R, and Dylan Wang. Lily Singh. Team Stephen A. (laughs) Team Stephen A is Stephen A. Spence is the coach, Lil Wayne, and Asia Wilson. uh, Those are all the coaches. The players consist of Adam Blackstone, Natasha Cloud, who is a WNBA player, Jennifer Hudson, Tristan Jass, AJ McLean, Kwame Onwu. I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> Metal World Peace, Ron Artest, Jake, or Jack Ryan, CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans, and Gianmarco Tamberi. Uh, so how are we feeling about these teams? Who are our picks to win between Team Shannon and Team Stephen A? Just looking at the teams, we don't know much about the basketball abilities. Steve, team Stephen A. Stephen A is getting the dub. They have, yeah. all, they have T-Jazz and Metal World Peace. So, I mean, I feel like that outweighs. I feel like C.J. Stroud's a hooper. C.J. Stroud, uh, he, he his basketball hooper. highlights yeah. just came what out is he, like 6'1"? 6'2", six, six, or 6'3". Six, three, three, but he's also a three-point shooter. His high school highlights came out. That dude has a I perfect like form. I feel like Metal World Peace will be the MVP. I feel like he's just going to have like six. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go T. Jazz. T. Jazz has a good I pick. I think T. Jazz yeah, I, could, I can see that too, yeah. I can see T. Jazz being the MVP. So, we're, I think we're all going team... Stephen A. Yeah, uh, for sure. Unless you so, want to be different, yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to be different. Michael Parsons is on Team Shannon. He ain't going to do nothing. Uh, that's the Cowboy. I don't way. see Debo in the Celebrity. Yeah, game. Debo. Was he, he too busy more, being in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's what it was. He was too busy with a, a her hamstring in the Super Bowl. Uh, who who's our pick to be MVP? Is it both Ron Artest? Oh, I T-Jazz. said Ron Artest. T Jazz. I'll go C J Stroud. I'll try and okay. be different. And what's our favorite matchup between the teams? C J Stroud and Michael Parsons. Yeah, that's got to be it, right? I mean, I, I just think the coaching concept of Shannon versus Stephen A. in general is pretty funny. Yeah. I think my favorite matchup is Kai Sinat versus Meta World Peace. Uh, I'm, excited <laughs> to, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Next up, let's move on to the Panini Rising Stars games. The whole format has been completely switched as of a couple of years ago. It's four teams um, coached by different players, uh, past players. 
And these teams look really interesting. We have Team Jalen, who I'm not sure. Jalen Jalen Rose, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, Jalen Rose. Team Jalen Rose, Team Pau Gasol, Team Tamika, probably a WNBA player, and Team, yeah, <laughs> a Team Detlef Schreff. Uh, so let's get into the teams. Team Jalen Rose is going to consist of Jordan Hawkins, that's, that's Nick's boy, Chet Holmgren, Walker Kessler, Derek Lively, Benedict Matherin, Shaden Sharp, and Jalen Williams. Wow. That's a pretty stacked team. That's my pick to win. Team Pau Gasol is Bilal Koulibaly, Jaime Jaquez, rep in Mexico. Brandon Miller, Roll Tide. Brandon Pajemski, Jabari Smith Jr., Kaysen Wallace, and Victor Wembanyama. Team Tamika is Paolo Boncaro, Dyson Daniels, Jalen Duran, Keontae George, Scoot Henderson, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, and Team Detlef Schrempf is all G League guys, so this will be an interesting team. Uh, okay, there's... <laughs> Kate, why don't you go and pronounce these? these uh, Eisen Almanza, Matas Buzelis, Ron Holland, Mac McClung, Tyler Smith, Oscar Shibway, and Alondez Williams. Yeah, so that's the four teams. So what is this, Mac McClung's fifth time being yeah. a rising star? Yeah, Mac McClung, he's a he's an all-star, yeah, he's Nick. you got to get used the, to it. The G League team is really good. Yeah, Matt Buzelis is going to be like a top five. Ron Alondez Williams Ron is, is really good. good. Mm, Buzelis and Ron Holland are both really good. And then I don't know how Shibway's been in the G League this year, but he, he was an absolute stud in college. So Yeah, so just looking at these teams, who who's the picks? Um, well, I'm just going to go based off of bias. Um, team Tamika is who I'm going to go. Going to go pick. Team Tamika? Uh, I think Paolo, they gave him the worst team because they expect him to. And you know, Dyson Daniels is hurt. Yeah, Dyson Daniels so is hurt. So we'll see who gets subbed in for that. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that Paolo will have a, a great couple of games. Okay. I feel like this has got to be like Jalen Duran's like third rising star. Yeah, team, right? probably him and uh, that team. Jalen team is huge. There's some big. Yeah, that's on that that's team. my pick to win. I, yeah, I think, they, they I will think win. Team Jalen Rose wins, but Team win. Detlef and Team Powell could could cause some trouble. I I don't know. Team Jalen. I think I'm between Jalen or Detlef, but I'll go Team Jalen. I just feel like Paolo shouldn't even be in this. He's Paolo He's Hero. an all star. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. I but I didn't they usually know reserve it for like first, yeah. second, and third year guys. So. He's a second-year dude. That, or, yeah. I'm going to go Team Powell. So is Mac McClung. Yeah, right. Yeah, Mac McClung. I'm going to go Team Powell. Uh, I think Wembenyama and Brandon Miller is kind of nasty. Jamari Smith, he has oh, not Hawkes improved. Too. Yeah, Jaime Hawkes. I think this is a really good team. I'm going to go Wemby because he's the future GOAT. Jaime Hawkes because we have the same name. And Brandon Miller because Roll Tide. So all of us are going a different way. You said Tamika, right? Yep. All right. Team Tamika. Nobody's picking Detlef. And I, I'm like Sorry, actually Julie. worried. I, th- I think that they might win it. Yeah, this is, this is a I'll really. I'll go Team Jalen. Yeah, these are really evenly matched teams. I'm, I'm really liking this. All right. So we have our picks. Who's going to be the MVP? Paolo. Paolo? All right, y'all ready for this? I think J-Dub wins MVP. I think Jalen Williams wins MVP. That would be a travesty. I mean, Jose Alvarado did win an MVP of it a couple years ago. Yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. I think my MVP pick will be Brandon Miller. No, I'm going to go Brandon Miller because he has turned up in these last 10, 15 games. He's averaging – he had like a a 30-point-a-game stretch uh, as of late. So I'm going to go Brandon Miller, University of Alabama, roll tide. Um, So next, let's move on to the skills challenge some that has been recently added of the last couple of years we have three teams team top picks team pacers and team all-stars team top picks is Paolo Boncaro Anthony Edwards and Victor Webanyama all Paolo's just doing picks. everything yeah he is he's just yeah, doing Paolo's everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. team pacers team pacers Tyrese Halliburton Benedict Matherin and Miles Turner and team all-stars is Scotty Barnes Tyrese Maxey and Trey Young who's the pick for the skills challenge 
team top picks. I mean, for me, that's two of my three favorite players in the league. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna. Uh, okay, I just just because I think that the 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 it's always it always feels like the teams that it's just their team playing in it. They got um, chemistry. They have that chemistry. I'm going Pacers. I, I think the, that's the not Pacers a bad win pick, it. Yeah. Okay, that's not a bad pick. And then from my standpoint, I feel like the skills challenge. You need somebody who can pass. You need a good shooter. You need somebody who can dribble. And you need some fun. I'm going to go Team All-Stars. Trey Young, because you have to do that little challenge where you throw the ball through the, the hoop. Trae I was Young's thinking about that. that, and I, that's why I didn't pick the top picks because yeah. I was like, who's who's Man. about to make those passes? Yeah, yeah and they got to hit a three. Just, I'm more confident in Halliburton. Yeah, and they yeah, got to hit a three. I yeah, and so. I think Tyrese Maxey and Trey Young are more equipped to hit a three on their first shot than anybody else here, maybe other than Anthony Edwards and Halliburton. But... And you got to dribble the ball through like yeah. the, the things. I think Maxie's gonna do that. So I'm gonna go Team All Stars. Derek White not being in this is it's a joke. Yeah, it's, it's a travesty. joke. It's a travesty. It it, it invalidates. The he whole should be thing. on the Team All Stars, right? Yeah. Instead of Scotty Barnes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bet one of the best. Porzingis should be. Porzingis. Um, no. Let's get down to the worst pick. To, no, sec, mm, this is. I, I mean, I don't like the the contestants for this. The three-point contest? Yeah, Alright, let's go into the three-point contest for 2024. A lot of controversy surrounding it. Um, our participants include Tyrese Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Jalen Brunson, Carl Anthony Towns, Laurie Markkinen, Malik Beasley, and Trey Young. Malik Beasley is included in all-star activities and your boys are not. Derek White. Neither Derek not. White or Porzingis. No, but Malik Beasley is. So who's our pick for the three-point contest the winner? Mm, okay, for me it's going to be either Jalen Brunson or uh, Halliburton. Okay. Um, I like either uh, Donovan Mitchell or Dame. I'm going to go Dame. This is a Dame <laughs> thing to win. You know it is. You know this is a thing. Shooting 40% This is the a field. Dame thing right. to win. Yeah, I guess it is Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. fake, fake. Yeah, yeah. He's this, gonna go like perfect this from is, this. Dame is trying harder than anyone else in this event, other than maybe like Cat, because yeah. Cat Cat's is obsessed trying with trying to be like the the <laughs> big man shooter. <laughs> so I just want to see Brunson win it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'll go, I'm gonna go Dame, but I could see Don or Cat winning it too. I could see Dame shooting absolutely perfect in this and winning, and then in his first actual game back, he yeah, goes like one exactly, for twelve from exactly, three, yeah. and the Bucks lose. So uh, I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton being the winner. Tyrese Halliburton performed last year, and he shot the lights out. He shot the lights out. So Halliburton, even with that funky jumper, he gets it done. He's improved so much from last year as a shooter and as a passer. So I'm going to go with Halliburton as my winner. Who do we think has the single round highest score, though? Brunson. Brunson. Or, or Donovan Mitchell. Maybe Trey Young. Because even having a single round high score doesn't mean much. You could score 30 in one round and five in the next. Yeah. And completely screw yourself. I'll say Trey Young because of how Trae inconsistent Young. he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say he does like a thirty-four and five type of thing. I I'm gonna go. Oh, that's actually tough. Yeah, I'll I'll go Donovan Mitchell. I think Don, I'll give Donovan Mitchell gets the highest round and then Dame uh, wins the the whole thing. I'm gonna go Malik Beasley. I think he's gonna he's have like a forty-five percent three-point shooter. Yeah, he's great. He he's, he's gonna she's gonna shoot really well, and then he's gonna hit his little his little signature dance where he shakes his hips after he shoots like he hits like thirty-one points in one round. The next round he's gonna be in like the finals and hit like twelve points. Yeah. So that's a very Malik Beasley thing to happen. So I think Malik Beasley will be the single highest score. Next, what everybody's looking forward to the dunk contest with the most anticipated performances and participants of all time. We have Mac McClung, last year's winner, Jalen Brown, the sixth best shooting guard in the league, Jaime Jaquez, and Jacob Toppin. Not Obi Toppin, Jacob Toppin. Uh, 
man, what a what a what round, a what, a, what a group. What what what's okay, these are so, some masters right here. So for me, I think that we need to stop having G League players in it. If, at that point, we need to have just have professional dunkers do it. Um, and then th Jacob Toppin doesn't make any sense to me. The All Star Game is in Indiana. You know who plays in Indiana? Obi Toppin. Yeah. Why is he not just? I don't know. Have, I don't know if if this is still the case, but Cassius Stanley mm -hmm. used to play for the Pacers. He's not, yeah, team. he's not there anymore. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say that would have been perfect too. Because yeah. I thought he was going to win the dunk contest yeah. a couple years ago. He yeah. was in it. Which and then I think I think Jalen Brown being in it is like huge for the NBA because yeah. now you're gonna start seeing stars wanna be in it. Like maybe next year yeah. we get like maybe Donovan Mitchell comes back and That'd be so you cool. know, like stuff like that. Jaime Hawkins, that's pretty good. I don't really see him do anything like three sixty, all that stuff, but I know that he can dunk on people and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. Alright, so who's the picks? I'm gonna say Jalen Brown. Yeah, I'm going J B too. I think he like brings Glory back to the. <laughs> I agree. I think I'm. Yeah, seriously. But I, I do think it'll be a good. Like I, I'm. I think that all of these guys could win it except Jaime, I, which means he'll, he'll probably end up winning it. Yeah. But because um, last year I picked Jericho Sims. <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> but yeah, like Jacob Toppin, he can jump just like his brother, who probably could have been in it. I don't understand that. Yeah. He's doing East Bay's in game. Obi is, but he yeah. can't. He can't be in the dunk contest. Obi just missed that East Bay in the game. He yeah. hit Ram. That was unfortunate. So hopefully it's not what Jacob but Toppin's gonna do. It could it could be any of Mac Toppin or JB, but I'm gonna go Jalen Brown. All right, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna say we have voter bias, and I think Mac McClung goes back to back. Because um, he said he, he has stuff he in the could. bank, and I think with the way voters were last year, they were just freaking out over Mac McClung the whole time. I think the same thing will happen again, and Mac McClung wins. But before we move on to the next one, we had a conversation about this before. What is our dream dunk contest between? Because we know we usually do it's it's four guys, but I'm gonna say we expand and go with six players. So if you were to pick six players to perform in a dunk contest between current? no anytime oh, ever, man. here how about we do this? We do three all time, three current. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Okay, to make it a little you know better. So three all time, three current. Who? What is your dream six man dunk contest? All right, current, currently. Yeah. Um. Give me honestly, Obi Toppin. Um, can I say Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon? Yeah. Okay. Those yeah. are guys. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah. All right. There we go. Even though they're Aaron Gordon, especially is not dunking like he used to be, but he I'm, still gets I'm like gonna, four dunks a game. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm. I'm going. I'm going both of them though. That's that's my three. Okay. For me, my three guys are Paul George, um, Donovan Mitchell, and Zach Levine. For okay. Current. For current. Yeah. I think my three current guys would probably be Zach Levine because I'm sure he still has some crazy bounce. Shaden Sharp because he has the yeah, highest vertical thing. in the NBA, and I know he can slam him one crazy. And my last current guy, I probably have to go Aaron Gordon because seeing him and Zach Levine go at it one more time would be insane. I'm gonna take Obi Toppin out and replace him with Zion. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Ooh, you could throw a Ja Morant in there too. Dang, yeah. Ooh, well, Ja is kind of like Westbrook and Ant. They don't really. It's not like. I feel like if Ja really tried, he he definitely could do something maybe. crazy. Yeah. And then our three all time. We'll go um, in the same order we just did, Caden. Who's your three all time? Uh, give me Jordan, Dominique, and uh, it's basic, but Jordan, Dominique, and VC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I thought you were gonna say Dr. J. Uh, all right. Give me Michael Jordan. Um. Give me Jordan, Jason Richardson, and hmm, uh, 
Jason Richardson's a good pick. I, I was yeah, about to yeah. say that. Jason, um, Jason Richardson's a really Jordan, good pick. Jordan, Jason Richardson. I was close to going Kobe. And mm-hmm. um, he did win it his rookie year. Um, and Serge Ibaka. <laughs> no, he was in it. He was in the dunk contest. He was in the dunk contest, I swear. He, ju- he dunked from the free throw line. That's just, that's just not who that's I That's not where I thought we were going. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all-time guys who were, like, I'm not Blake, trying to go with, like, a Michael Blake Jordan. Griffin. Oh, yeah. Blake Griffin's a good one. Yeah, I'm I think Serge, I'm right? not going to go with, like, the MJ Vince Blake, Carter, yeah. right? Uh, bro, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Blake Griffin. I'm going to go Nate Robinson. Okay. And I'm going to go... Spud. I was about to say Spud <laughs> Webb. I don't know if uh, I'll go Dwight Howard. So I'll go Dwight Howard, Blake Griffin, and Nate Robinson. I think that'd be an entertaining dunk contest. So out of all of your guys' picks, if you can remember who you just picked, who do you think would win between all those six guys in that dunk contest? I think Zion might uh, would. Zion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, <laughs> uh, I was going to say Paul George, but he's not beating Jordan, realistically. No. So Jordan's going to be the one. Or Vince Carter. I didn't have Vince Carter. Oh, okay. And then I think in mine, the way they were giving Nate Robinson points back in the day, I could definitely see Nate Robinson winning a dunk contest between all six of those guys. So I'll go Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, the greatest dunker of all time. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Let's do this for the three-point contest, too. We'll go back to the three-point contest. Okay. We have eight slots here. So four current, four all time. Who would you put in your dream three point contest? Good. Oh man! All right, on the spot. Uh, Clay, Steph, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, who else currently would I like to see? Buddy Hield. That's uh, um, he wanted that contest. CJ McCollum. Yeah, give me Dame. Uh, yeah, I- I'm gonna go Dame three, and then with my last pick, just to. Make it a little fun. Uh, throw a rookie in there. I want to see Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. For me, so can we do like the same players? I'm not saying the exact same, but yeah. Okay. So Steph, Clay, um, Steph. Uh, no, I'm not gonna say. Uh, KD. Um, mm, forgot about KD. And I'll say uh, Buddy Heel. No, 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 no. CJ McCollum. Okay. I'm gonna go with Javale McGee. I'm gonna go. No, nah, I'm not gonna. I was really thinking about going like the stupid route, but I think I'm gonna go Steph, Clay, Buddy Heald, because I remember when Buddy Heald won the three-point contest. No, I'm not going Kevin Herter. He was so bad. He was so bad. Uh, when Buddy Heald won that three-point contest, I was watching in my living room and I started screaming because that was the first good thing to happen to the Kings in 15 years. Um, so I go Buddy Heald, Steph, Clay, and oh man, probably KD. I know. I just. I'm pretty sure I just copied exactly what Nick said. But you said Buddy Heald, and you wanted to say yeah, Buddy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's what I'll go. And then all time. Uh, just I would like to remove Jordan Hawkins already and replace him with Cat uh, <laughs> because I want to see Cat versus Dirk. So for yeah. all time, let me go Dirk. Um, finally settle that debate. Who's the best big man shooter of all time? <laughs> um, who else? Let's say I'm gonna go T Mac. I like that. Um, Dell Curry, because it'd be cool to see him mm-hmm. go against Steph. And then... Michael Thompson. Larry Bird. Ooh. Okay. So, my uh, classic guys, I'm going to go Anthony Morrow. Um, I'm going to go Anthony Morrow. No, uh, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. All right. Anthony Morrow, Kyle Korver, Mike Miller, and Reggie Miller. No, no, no. no not Reggie Miller. Ray Allen. <laughs> That's basically what I was going to go. I was thinking Kyle Korver, too. Um, if I were to go all-time, I'd probably go Ray Allen. 
I would go Kyle Korver. I would go who's the all-time great three-point shooter? Bird. I want to think of like a white dude who would just hit threes, and that's really all he would do. Who was that dude in Guess That NBA Player who could only hit threes? Daquan, Daquan Cook. Cook. I'll throw Daquan <laughs> Cook in there. Dude, he was. <laughs> We've got to find a way yeah. to mention Daquan Cook in every podcast from now on. Daquan Cook and Samaj Christian. Some, shut up. Samaj Christian couldn't even shoot. He made, like, he made like eight threes the whole season. One of them was the last one Westbrook needed to get to get the triple-double. He was right. so bad at shooting, dude. Not Samaj Christian. I'll throw in Peja Stoljakovic. All right, cool. All right, so out of those guys, who who do you think would win out of your picks? In mine, um, I'm tempted to go Larry Bird, but I, I think Steph would win it. Probably. Right. Give me Korv. Kyle Korver, that's the oh, one. no, Anthony oh. Morrow. Anthony Morrow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Anthony Morrow. I'll go with KD. I think he'd win that three-point contest. Over Stephen Curry? Yes, because KD is awesome, and he's my king, and he's better than Dr. J. Either him or Daquan <laughs> Cook. Let's get on to this next <laughs> joke of a thing. <laughs> All right, the next competition, before the All-Star game, we have the Stephen Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu three-point challenge. Huge. A whole lot of controversy surrounding this. Because who's gonna win? Oh, I don't know. Who's your pick? My official pick is Sabrina Ionescu. Yep, I, I agree. And I like, and she's for definitely for, gonna win. There's for no way reasons. she doesn't. For undisclosed yeah. reasons. You know what? She's definitely gonna win. Since I'm different, I'm gonna go Steph Curry and say it's not rigged. And if and if Steph does win, it'll be by one point. Yeah, it'll be like by half a point. Like and then, a last and buzzer. Then, be there's weird. no way they'll let Steph just go out there and just <laughs> no, cook her. And then and then if she and if he does only win by one, the new narrative will be oh she only shot on you know NBA three point whatever. Yeah. But if Curry was doing it on you know WNBA, I mean he wouldn't miss a shot. So. Dude, he could. I I believe that like I don't even think it's crazy to think that like Steph could probably do a three point competition. And like make every shot. Like, yes, probably. Like, it wouldn't yes. be that crazy. Like, I mean, he's the greatest shooter of all time. Like by far. I think this is kind of. I'm not. No, I'm not going to say that. But I think it's like a little. He just is so like good at shooting. Like I feel like it's kind of crazy to do this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of great. Like Reggie Miller wouldn't do this. Ray Allen wouldn't do this. Like I don't know. Who do you think would win a three point contest between Kevin Herter and Caitlin Clark? Caitlin Clark. She's different. I think I go uh, Caitlin Clark too. Yeah, Kevin Herter makes me Clark. really mad. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Herter makes me really. Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is is a demon. Like, yeah, no, she is. She could play in the. She could be she like a, ro- a role player in the. If NBA. if Caitlin Clark played in the NBA, how many points would she average? Like seven. Oh, that's really high. I like maybe six. Dude, okay, she could shoot obviously two three. with yeah. the physicality and stuff. But like, I think she could make a three a game. I would yeah. give her like yeah. four a game. She would be like Chris Paul. She'd be like Chris Paul, but with a better jump shot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she can't drive inside, or yeah. else I mean, that ball's getting sent. She can't dribble the ball. Like, she's got to just like move without the ball. Yeah. It's got to be catch and, and like, shoot threes. I mean, just but <laughs> she may like someone can set like an off ball screen and she can end up in the corner like a couple yeah. times a game. She'd be like and PJ she's knocking it down. Yeah, like PJ Tucker. But PJ Tucker thinks he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. So uh, Do they have like pretty com- um, yeah, comparable like, the like same play game. style. Yeah, yeah. Like, PJ can... Tucker and Kaylin. They do. <laughs> it's like Caden and Norman Powell. Yeah. They play the exact they, same. They do play just <laughs> like that's yeah. That's All right. Comparison ever. Last but not least, we have the All Star Game: the West versus the East. Uh, it is Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. The West is Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Shea Gildas Alexander, LeBron James, and Jokic as the starters. The reserves are Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis. Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Carl Anthony Towns. As for the East, 
It is Giannis, Joel Embiid, who was injured, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum as the starters. Who's replacing Embiid as a starter? Uh, uh, it'll they'll probably just move up. Bam, maybe. Bam or yeah, Scotty probably. And then reserves is Bam Adebayo, Paolo Boncaro, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, who is injured, and Trey Young. So I'm disgusted. East yeah, and West, who's winning? Uh, well, uh, I mean, on a pure talent standpoint, I think the West is kind of. I mean, if Joel was here, it's probably a different story. Yeah. But West is kind of they're gonna dominate the, the West. Game. Uh, yeah. But I do want to say one thing. Uh, there's a 20 year old on the East. On the East, that's only in his second year. And Jason Tatum is like you know the third best power forward in the NBA. So, Scotty Paolo. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not Scotty. Um, Scotty shouldn't be an all-star. It should be Porzingis. Uh, but in the West, nobody is going to be trying harder in this game than Shea or Devin Booker. Oh, yeah, or yeah, Devin Booker uh, try really hard. <laughs> um, but I could see Halliburton winning MVP. That'd be cool because it's in Indy. Mm-hmm. Maybe Paul George since it's in Indiana. Yeah, I'm he gonna won't go, play a lot, but I'm gonna go with the Western Conference taking this. I'll say yeah. they win by like 20. They would have won by 30 if they had Demonis Savanis, but no, <laughs> guess not. It'll um, be cool to see KD and LeBron play together. Yeah, so with Steph. That's yeah, that is gonna be crazy. Are there any matchups y'all are looking forward to when you look at the teams? Uh, just basic, just Luca versus. Uh, I think Luca and Luca versus like. Giannis, like not like you know they're yeah. gonna be match up on each other, but just like you know, in my opinion, in their conference as the two best players in their conference. So yeah, I always like seeing Tatum go against Katie and LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jokic versus Giannis is cool, too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that Luca and Tyrese Halliburton guard matchup for the starters. Just see who is the best passing guard in the in the NBA. Who's gonna score? I think Luka Doncic has a real chance at MVP. And with that, who who's gonna win the MVP in this game? I'm gonna go Luka Doncic. Give me Kevin Durant. I like I Steph. Like that. Steph. All great picks. Uh, it's gonna be a great great All Star weekend that starts on Friday. And with all of that. That's all we got for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in to WVUA 90.7 FM and the Full Court Press Podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on Instagram at fcbpodcast underscore UA. See y'all next week. Peace. WVUA FM, Tuscaloosa.